Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, the internet, and welcome to this episode of No Trends for the Wicked. That is a short show title courtesy of one Johnny Davis. Uh, thank you, Johnny. I'm Jack, and I'm thrilled to be joined by super producer Justin Connors. I'm back, y'all. Back He's at it back again. Let's go. With his perfect teeth. <laughs> um, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, you yeah. know, I'm glad to be back. I've been enjoying being part of the Zeit Gang. I've been getting positive messages. Uh, and still have not joined the the, the Discord. The Discord. How, someone, how again? What, what's with the invite thing? What's was this exclusive club happening? I have not been a part of Discord before. Hit him up. Where do they hit you up? At Jcon the Smith, uh, J C O N T H E S M I T H on Instagram and only Instagram. Only um, Instagram, folks. Someone might have. Someone might have. I know. I, I don't could know. do it. You could. That sounds like a lot of uh, me figuring things out. Yeah, uh, I wasn't gonna uh, pressure you with that. Um, yeah. Someone will figure it out eventually. Yeah. It'll happen. Hit them up. Yeah. I'm not. Uh, yeah. I'm not. I'm not gonna do. It. Come on. <laughs> And it, it is a long weekend. We're heading into President's Day. We are going to take that opportunity to rest to God. trends, even though we are wicked. Uh, we are going to trends. So we're back on Tuesday. So don't hit any of our producers up being like, the episode's not up. The episode, which we recorded today. So if anything happens over the long weekend, uh, we apologize. The episode will not cover that. It's uh, kind of a silly one. We'll drop on Tuesday, and uh, then we'll be back to our regularly scheduled programming. Also, don't don't be mad at me or Jack if I edited the show wrong and left in the part where he said the date wrong. Uh, that that might ha- he he gracefully did a pickup. I pick might up have yeah. done that. Um, but you know, we're all human over here. We're trying. We're our all best. human, and I read whatever is in the prompter. People, yeah. there was we just an expla- <laughs> exclamation point in the prompter. That's why I just shouted that part. Uh, a lot of typos in there. Um, anyways, Justin, let's tell the people what is trending, shall we? Yes. Um, John Fetterman is trending. Uh, he's 
checked himself in for treatment for depression. Um, and this is new and groundbreaking because he was honest about that. It was mm -hmm. just like, yeah, I'm suffering from depression. I'm going to check myself in for treatment. And I think, you know, there are a lot of people saying the right things and commending him for his honesty and pointing out that he is by no means the first uh, politician to do this, just the first politician at this level to be open about it. But the conservative takes are pretty ugly. Yeah, it truly stopped me in my tracks when I got the news alert about that. I was like, his staff came out and said he's being hospitalized for depression. I, I was, I was like, the, my second thought was, has this ever happened before? That's really, truly groundbreaking. Yeah. So he continues to, you know, be pretty groundbreaking in transparency and honesty while dealing with very difficult things. So mm -hmm. shout out to him. Hopefully... He gets better soon. His family uh, gets through this and, you know, the mainstream and conservative media don't completely turn this into the cancer that I'm sure they are they already fully uh, churning away, uh, mm -hmm. turning it into. The takeout had a list of the best foods to order takeout, uh, which I don't know. I have my opinions on this. I think I think this changed with the advent in my household of the air fryer getting an air fryer mm. really changed french fries from being a no-go unless i'm eating them in the car after um they've been shoveled into into my uh <laughs> through my driver's side window absolutely um, i mean if yeah me me too it's i have been blessed with an air fryer it has mm. definitely changed my life but i'm also lucky enough to be in a centrally located area i don't want to give the the name of the chain away um but uh there is a chain that's like maybe 300 feet 300 feet away from my front door and it's really good so when i order from there the fries come hot and right. that's the only place i order fries from but this is the first time i've been lucky enough to be that close to a restaurant that i actually like uh but unless you have that you got to get yourself an air fryer it's it really changes everything so they're putting burgers and sandwiches at number one which i don't like i i'm not sure i guess what they mean by takeout right this yeah. is nation's restaurant news reporting mm -hmm that they did a survey like yeah, a drive through where you're eating it very soon after, mm -hmm. but take out where you're taking it home and eating it maybe 15 minutes after you get home, after you like get the kids down at the table, get the right. table set, like the burger sandwich. Um, have you ever tried a hamburger sandwich? Uh, before? A, ha a hamburger <laughs> sandwich. <laughs> yeah. Have you seen, have you seen these things? They're, pretty, um, they're all the rage with the kids. I mean, I've definitely been poor enough to like not want to get the expensive bur like burger buns and have been like, you know, what, I'm just going to use some Wonder Bread and, you know, yeah. I, I don't know. Does that count Ooh. as a sandwich? I like it, a Wonder Bread uh, burger when it just gets real it just sloppy. Gets stuck to the top of the roof yeah. of your mouth. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like it's already doing the thing that happens when it gets stuck to the roof of your mouth, even yeah. before you put it in your mouth because yeah. it's like the burger's so wet and greasy. It's so wet and wet. See, that's the yeah. problem with takeout, though, depending on where you get it from, especially in exactly. sandwich form. It, if you're getting like, again, I think we covered this on the pod the other day, but, you know, sandwiches having, you know, sometimes you want that crisp vegetable. Like, I'm a person who... I don't like any, it's controversial take. I don't like cooked or roasted 
vegetables like necessary i like that period rug. point blank yeah, or yeah. On your I, I, for the most part I, I i i yeah period point blank for the most part i i really like the fresh if i'm going to eat a vegetable that kind of like you know i want there to be a little bit of like crispness and freshness and i want it to be cold um i like the separation of textures and temperatures in a sandwich um i don't want it to be moist and and heated uh i don't even like it you know um, when it comes out the oven, like I know many people find that delicious. If I'm going to get carrots or whatever, they got to be like raw. I love, I'm, I'm, I love it raw. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's delicious. Ooh, baby, you like it raw. <laughs> Ooh, um, baby, I like it raw. So you might be more of a fan of the number two, which they have as deli subs. That makes sense to me. That makes more sense to me mm-hmm. than the burger sandwiches, the yeah. burgers and sandwiches. They're not required to be hot. The temperature is not as important. And burgers also, I think the thing we were discussing recently, they are not saved by the air fryer. No, not really. But I can make do. Like sometimes I will I will chef it. I'll put in maybe a little more effort than you might even want to with reheating like fast food. Yeah, but taking it apart. You dissect yes, it. Yes, yes. Yeah. I will take it apart and I will break out like, you know, a little pan. I'll put a little olive oil in there. Um, I'll heat up the burger uh, separately from the bun. Yeah, there's a whole process there and it can kind of revive it. I got to say it doesn't, it will never bring it back, you know, to the original uh, form, but it's, it gets the job done. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. This, this list is just a little bit broad for me and it, it doesn't seem like they're saying burgers and sandwiches are the best it seems like there's a bunch of commentary on these things but these are the categories that they've ranked right donuts they've got in there Krispy Kreme I think is specifically mentioned and it is a food that will uh, like the, there are Krispy Kreme donuts in existence right now that will still be delicious after I'm dead you know that is, like that is true that's a hundred but have you ever been to like someplace in the south where they where the Krispy Kreme donuts come right off the conveyor belt mm-hmm. and and they're so warm and hot like I the best. yeah they're super good they're still going to be good later but um I don't know if they travel as well as if you're like in the restaurant and getting it right off the conveyor belt mm. I guess you know it's it's good but for me it kind of you know it it's going to have a steep drop off and then it maintains you know somewhat deliciousness but that peak i gotta be inside the store for that i think yeah. uh, if i'm if i'm trying to get what i'm really looking for i think i gotta be in the store for that um and then they have pizza which i don't know if you know about this but you can have pizza delivered you can mm-hmm. get pizza takeout you don't have to eat in a pizza parlor uh so yeah. that's cool maybe give that a try sometime uh maybe <laughs> over the long the, weekend yeah, the jury's been decided <laughs> this feels, on this yeah. for this several like an decades. industry article that yeah. they were just like i don't know man slow news day but yeah yeah uh, someone had to get their quota and this was it pizza's yeah. great for the air fryer uh mm-hmm. fries are great for the air fryer um yeah. yeah anyways uh let's take a quick break we'll come back and talk about some other stuff If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, 
Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. Oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed, and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. And we're back. And there's a new story in Alabama where uh, Anthony Mitchell was incarcerated for 14 days in Walker County Jail under hellish conditions and died of hypothermia on the 26th of January, according to a lawsuit filed by his mom. And the FBI is taking part in the investigation, but it would appear that they put this human being suffering a mental health crisis in a walk-in freezer and he froze to death. Yeah. I mean, all over, of course, what do you think? A welfare check. Like, I mean, he fired a gun while a welfare check was being performed. And does that mean a death sentence in this country? Yes. yes. I, I mean, it's it's one of those things where it wasn't, it'd be almost at this point merciful to give someone a death sentence. They tortured this man for hours, for so long. And it's appalling because they at their core, they being, you know, the authorities, whatever that means, they know how wrong these acts are. Because, again, one of their own tried to report it. She was not, uh, there was a security officer who was there who had heard rumors of this happening. And she searched through the uh, security tapes and found what they had done to this man. Uh, Her name was Karen Kelly. She was fired for trying to say, hey, for reporting it, for saying, hey, this is a human being. Um, yeah. They tried to cover this up. And so they know 
how wrong this is and they still let it happen time and time again which is why it's so hard to see people being like hey i that shit is disgusting and sickening that's why i want to be a part of this to change this from the inside and then you have people like a karen kelly who are like hey this is not right i'm going to report this and they're like no we're not changing anything this is exactly what it was designed to be and it's it breaks your heart it's, it is really heartbreaking. These are crimes against humanity that are just happening. This is, and this is what the system is designed to do. And the investigation will treat it as, you know, the, this is a few bad apples, but it seems like it keeps happening. This is, again, this is not the same story that we were talking about last week, the Harris County jail in Houston, where many people were dying over the course of like 14 months. Uh, this is a new one uh, in Alabama, and it just the the system is is broken and white supremacist and deadly, and yeah, I I don't know. It's very it's very uh, it's infuriating. Yeah, because I mean, it's not even just the people who you would think are again the authoritarians in this. It, you know, the the jailers and the correction officers and the wardens who kind of participate in the violence and then let it happen but it's also unfortunately the the people not giving him medical treatment like there's a whole system set up to be like hey all right clearly this person is going through some distress even though we don't have the conditions here to get them the best medical treat like the world-class medical treatment we're going to do what we can and do our best they didn't even do what they could for this man And that is the part where you kind of lose all hope in, in the system in terms of like reform, like there's no reforming that. I think we've gone as far as we can in in terms of uh, where we go next. It's just more, I guess, death. (laughs) And then people will be like, well, maybe we need to reform that. And then it's like, well, that's a little too far for me. And they just, it, it's a never ending cycle. And it goes back to the point that Joe Biden made where he said that we don't need to defund the police. We need to fund them. Think about mm-hmm. all the things we rely on police for. We rely on them to be psychiatrists. We were, and like, so he, he was making the point that that is the system that we have and we need to double down on it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. instead of making the point that this is a fucking mess that started when Reagan closed all the you know, mental health care facilities. And now the police do all of these jobs that they aren't meant to do and are in fact the worst fucking people to possibly put in, in charge of that. Yeah. I mean, they, they, you know, create a problem and try to sell the cure and with terms of, you know, we're not going to focus on mental health. It's never a conversation on mental health. It's never a conversation about care or compassion because then you look, weak on crime and then you lose your constituents who want you to be some kind of i don't know medieval ruler or something but there are over a million people in the prison system who have mental health issues yeah we are already understaffed because we have the most populous prison system in the world right how are you going to tell me that just throwing more beatings at people is going to help solve this issue it's like it's never going to work we should as you made before the you know you made this case before 
saying that like, you know, we have the most funded police force uh, in the hist security force, whatever, in the history of the globe, history of the world. No one has ever been this yeah. funded to enact the laws of their society on, on the public. And we have every single year conservatives talking about how crime is out of control. Right. So you are essentially telling me that you have been useless your entire career. Right. And yet I'm supposed to trust you with my safety. What the fuck is that? Like who buys that shit? And, and unfortunately it's like half of America. It's, it's unbelievable to me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it creates a atmosphere where things that feed into their white supremacist worldview keep happening. Right. Mm -hmm. Because yeah. that, that's what it's designed to do. And it creates mm -hmm. a cycle that is sort of self-fulfilling and yeah, self-reinforcing. Yeah. All right. Uh, just a couple like kind of update things. Uh, the, the balloon controversy appears to, we seem like we're getting a little clarity on this. Um, a hobbyist group <laughs> says that they, one of their balloons that I think was like costs under a hundred dollars or under a couple hundred dollars, uh, was in the area of the Yukon when the U S military shot down a something that they mm -hmm. didn't know what it was and still haven't really identified. So like the front page of drudge is still like, we don't know what it is. There's like this, this arms race happening between I, in fact, the front page of the New York times, like the top stories as we're recording this U S and China vie in hazy zone where balloons, UFOs and missiles fly. Uh, and it's all about like American officials are worried China is far along in developing military technology that operates in the unregulated high altitude zone of near space. And meanwhile, it just seems like it's what we said it was last week that it was basically they widened after the, you know, Chinese spy balloon, they widened the aperture to be like, well, anything we see up there is now a threat. And they started seeing more stuff. Yeah. It's, has been there all along yeah it's incredible like you see the system kind of play out like from the inception of a story like yeah. this and, yeah. and and you see it's like this is the new threat target and then it's a new story every single day and it kind of i think reiterates the point of you know you can make anything public enemy number one from you know you have the powers at b and then you have some sort of like nationalistic, like Jangoistic kind of implications yeah. in there. And then you tied it together with like a fascination of the unknown and the media plays along, everyone plays along. And it's this, I'm worried this is going to get conflated with, you know, America has a history of otherizing and, you know, for lack of a better term, like, like alienating uh, Asian populations. And the whole thing of like, you know, the Chinese government and aliens and them conflating the in like unknown foreigners and all of this stuff like coming together. It's, it hasn't yeah. been fully like put out there yet. But again, we have also, I guess over here on the liberal side expressed like no fear over a fucking balloon. Like, yeah. like, and, and it feels like you can turn any foreign object into a source of terror. If you're a uh, part of the conservative media yeah. cycle. And now liberals kind of feed into that as well on yeah. the other side of just like, oh, hey, this gets us ratings. Let's talk about this quote unquote yeah. UFO. And the New York Times is like mm -hmm. yeah. making this. And, and of course, the New York Times is a instrument of capitalism is what we've kind of come to realize. And mm -hmm. this creates a need to 
spend more on weapons and defense the story if you're reading it the way that they are as like all of these things are a threat as opposed to man do we have some egg on our face it turns out that was a 25 dollars balloon sent up there by a, a hobbyist group. Yeah, yeah and i don't think that'll be talked about even when it is like when you find right. out hey you know this was a hobby new york times isn't going to run a story about that i don't give a fuck they already yeah. put the narrative out there but it, yeah i don't know man this yeah. is it's it's a bunch of nothing and then there's also just some so because uh, the company that made the voting machines that Fox News was like, you know, Dominion uh, might have been in cahoots with some foreign power and trying to overthrow democracy. Fox News allowed that to be said on their news channel. Uh, Uh-oh. And, and so they got sued. And so now some papers and, you know, uh, text messages are coming out uh, in the public and they reveal some things like the Tucker Carlson called Trump a demonic force and a destroyer on the day of the Capitol riot <laughs> to his own producers. Like See, that. So this is like what the people actually believe. They were also like making fun of the people they were having on their show who were claiming like election fraud or like who were, you know, perpetrating the big lie. They were like, these people are idiots right behind the scenes. But then when they got in front of the cameras, they were like, yeah, we, we agree with all of this shit. This gives me hope that like, at least like once a day, Tucker Carlson and his ilk are like, fuck, we fucked up. Like, they're just thinking like, yo, we right. chose wrong. Like, God damn, we're so stupid. And then like, all right, guys, you know, they just put on that face. Yeah. But, but, but they're panicking but, on yeah, the inside. panicking real bad. Yeah, I, yeah. I love this. That he's going to like age at like 5x the normal rate <laughs> over the next yeah. coming decades because he is experiencing so much inner turmoil. Uh, yeah. I would, I would love that version of events. I don't think that that is. No, I know. I, I was just saying, I was just saying, this is a villain. He's going to stay around for a long time. He's going to have great skin for some reason. I know it's, it's just the villains really things. do. Yeah. Yeah. They, yeah. Uh, I think because they all end up being billionaires. Um, <laughs> so they, they just have, human teenager blood bags that they're getting transfusions from only six hundred dollars an ounce though i mean you know yeah i'm I'm working my way up there (laughs) that's right uh all right justin pleasure having you as always where can people find you follow you you can find me at jcon the smith on instagram at j-c-o-n-t-h-e-s-m-i-t-h uh, thank you so much, guys. Thanks for having yeah. me, Jack. Awesome. We are back on Tuesday with a whole last episode of the show. Until then, be kind to each other. Be kind to yourselves. Get the vaccine. Don't do nothing about white supremacy. And we will talk to you all on Tuesday. Bye. Bye. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., 
And I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.